0: It's been a little bit too long since we have done another edition of the podcast. And uh, while my typical co-host, Mike, is uh, unfortunately not on good terms, actually not even on speaking terms with 40K at the ma- at the moment, uh, I have a good friend uh, who has agreed to join uh, to break down the uh, the latest data slate and the last data slate, essentially for ninth edition. Uh, Russell Tasson, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing alright. How you doing?
0: I'm uh, doing pretty good. So you've been on a uh, you've been on a bit of a Black Legion kick, but I know that uh, I know you're an avid Thousand Suns fan. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. The my two favorite armies, Black Legion and Thousand Suns. Actually, uh, what got me on a Black Legion, it was because of Thousand Sons and how much I like them. I read the uh, Black Legion book and Talented Horse book. So, you know, that the big, a big part of the founding members of uh, Black Legion are actually uh, Thousand Sons members. Yep.
0: Iskander Kayon. Yes. And And yeah. And his sidekick Wolves, which we're trying to get, you know, GW to make models for. Right. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic, but uh, we've got basically the biggest thing, which is the data slate, and you know, I don't know how else to get started with this other than you know, what the fuck, you know, I, that's basically all I can say is just like what, why did why was this hit? Like I I think there were multiple people that were just like me that when the data slate dropped. Hopped onto GW, uh, the, the community site, hopped onto their site, read through the ba- the data slate and was like, huh, okay, I don't see an entry for 1,000 Suns. Okay, uh, maybe I missed it. Let me scroll back. I'll scroll back up. No, I didn't, I didn't see anything there. And, uh, okay, well, let me go look. Are there FAQs? Or are there other data slates or something like that? Okay, yeah, nothing in there. Okay. I'll go look at the Warhammer, uh, community article. And, and in there, uh, they say, Hey, thousand sons are, you know, one of the armies that were, you know, re- uh, received, uh, improvements or changes. And, and I couldn't find anything. And I had to, I had to go back and literally find that the only thing I guess that they were thinking would fix the issue uh, with thousand sons who right now have about a 38, 39% win rate, something like that. Uh, was moving aboard the witch to another category i mean I, it doesn't make any sense to me
1: yeah no, i mean i i think in post arson Omen uh, data slate and stuff and i can kind of share my experiences with how i had, i had to try to make csm work and i think it, it, this actually change will go along the same lines that helped me continue to compete with black legion post arcs Omen. um just based off of you know, our, the secondaries aren't great for most of the Chaos armies outside of Demons. So um, my my thing on it is, is you have some armies like uh, Gene Stiller Colt, and Space Marines before they got their nerf on Codex Warfare that, that really have some really easy secondaries. But they, there's always an outlier. So the outlier, um, you can always – if you build your army, like I, I built my, my Chaos Space Marines army to where it's literally – I don't give up any secondaries, so what my whole goal is to to knock people to primaries, and then to counteract the the secondaries. Um, there are other good secondaries, by not give them a good third one. And well, that that was not an option prior to this data slate because you know, for a good t- or a Thousand sons army, you almost need psychers, or I mean uh, characters, and you know, obviously you give up a board of witch some army. So this does help. Uh, knock down some of the outlying thing. I don't know if 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 it's enough because there, you still have to have a lot of characters. So I mean, I don't know. I think it helps a little. It, it, you know, if you go in the list building, but again, how do you build a a, a thousand Sons army without giving up no prisoners or assassinate? Right. So at least it it tamps it down a little bit. Easy secondary scoring against us. Um, but I don't know if it's enough to to get us outside that you know, upwards of 50%, it's not going to get us there.
0: No. no, no, I mean, obviously not. I mean, at the end of the day, it'll raise it a little bit because, you know, the way the way I've heard it explained really well is that, you know, generally speaking, A Boar the Witch was just kind of that easy auto-take against Thousand Sons as that third secondary. Like every every army has two good secondaries and then you generally have a third that you're kind of, You know, unless you're playing a lucky army, you've got a third that you're just kind of like, okay, I'm not sure what this third is going to be. And then you're just kind of picking the best one you could potentially take in the matchup. And A the Witch is obviously just something that sticks out. Like, okay, I'm you know, I've got to kill your stuff, so I'm going to get points for killing your stuff. Sure, I'll take that. Um, But it's definitely not going to raise. Like you said, it's not going to raise the army above you know, or even into the range of, I think the window they use is like 45 to 55 is kind of like the, okay, you're in the green zone, you're doing okay. Um, I,
1: I, and I, and I do think it'll help Grey Knights a lot more and help Thousand Sons because Grey Knights, you know, that, that was an easy, you know, kill some Grandmaster Dread Knights and, and, and Drago and then, and then get Arbor the Witch just by killing all those, all those units. Where on the other on the flip side of things, I if you played Thousand Suns enough, you, you know that sometimes when people take Arbor the Witch against you, depending on how your build is, it's mm-hmm. it's actually a it's it's actually a positive for you. Um because you can, you know, with warp time and and bigger units, if you're running bigger units, you can actually deny Arbor the Witch pretty, pretty easily with Thousand right. Suns.
0: Right. So. Or duplicity for that matter. Like you just teleport away and, right. you know, you just deny. You've got that. I've had plenty of games where I've got that one aspiring sorcerer who's who's alive that just goes hides in the corner and maybe sits on an objective or something and, you know, denies that extra two points that's there.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you do build your army around not giving up any secondaries, again, which is, I think, hard to do with Thousand Suns because you, you want the bodies unless you, you lean into vehicles, but then if you're going to lean into vehicles, there's, there's so many other lists that you can lean into vehicles a little bit heavier.
0: Yeah. They don't really have a lot of support still for, for their vehicles either. And that, you know, I was reading Goonhammer's take on this and their, theirs was pretty much along that line is, um, you know, in 10th edition, what's going to suck is that a lot of the new stuff that's out or the, the, the the rules of what it's looking like for 10th edition is that vehicles are going to get a big pop with the toughness changes, weapon changes, not to get too deep into the 10th edition cycle of things, but Thousand Suns right now just don't have, I mean, like if you look across the board, uh, the vehicles just aren't their big thing. Contemptors are probably the only thing that show up because uh, you can take the, uh, the Volkites on there and um, you know, that, that coupled with the Orrery is just kind of like a nice bonus and you just can potentially do some mortal wounds of the stuff like uh you know the Dark Angels Terminators and the um you know anything that's got a very very good save uh, you know you, you just don't if you don't care about the save and just make them make a bunch of them the Volkite works pretty good I think your list uh with your decimators um so you've got like what two or three of the um uh the the decimators with the soul burners, right
1: yeah, I run two uh decimators with soulburners and my, my Black Legion. I, I keep wanting to put a third in and every time I run practice games with a third, I think it upsound, upsets the whole balance of how my list list works with Black Legion. Just three is too many. Yeah, three is too many. But I tell you one thing, if you know, there's a one unit that I, I played a little bit of last year and if you build um some of your buffs around it, it was absolutely amazing. Was the Land Raider Achilles uh with the two quad multi meltas. And then that one indirect gun, but it's it's even a better direct gun. It's I think it's three shots, strength eight, three damage each. But like if you put prescience on them, extend the range by six inches, and um, then you do a little bit of popping out and throwing a death hex on like on on like a group of terminators sitting in the center of the board, and then pop back, you're gonna you're gonna really you're gonna kill quite a few terminators, especially now that they don't have transhuman. So that, that's one one option into a vehicle, I think, because there are some buffs that, I mean, extending multi meltas to 30 inches, and then, you know, which mm-hmm. also puts the D6 plus two at 15 inches on a Land Raider Achilles. And, and and the reason why I say a Land Raider Achilles is because if you're trying to tamp down what other people can take against secondaries and you want to lean into vehicles, Volkite Contemptors, yeah, but I do, I do think if you build some buffs and, you know, into the Land Raider Achilles is actually a really fun unit, mm-hmm. especially if there's going to be a little bit heavier vehicle meta leading up to tenth. If in the last couple months of this, because I, I do think there is, we're going to see more and more vehicles. Yeah. Over the next couple months. So.
0: What uh, What makes you think uh, the vehicles are going to start showing up a lot?
1: Um, it, the main reason why is I think, um, I think people are going to be looking for a. Uh, something to get them over the hump that's a little bit easier to play i think we're gonna see a lot more imperial knights and and chaos knights in the in the coming months and then then also some some bash tour stuff you know just because people are gonna try to have a little bit of fun towards the end okay. um and i mean even even take a take gene stiller Colt yeah they have a they have a ton of uh light or i mean they have a lot of infantry in the list but you know i think a lot of the the list that i've seen done done well with gene stiller Colt has you know, four or five of the, the vehicles in it and having a land Raider Achilles to, to go pop pop, you know, it isn't, isn't terrible, you know, yeah. and you could, I mean, all the buffs are pretty much eligible to go on the Achilles. Um, I, I just think it's, it's one fun unit that you can put some infantry in and get some, you know, eight melted shots. And yeah. like I said, without transhuman on the Terminators, because I still think Dark Angels are still going to be out there. Not, maybe not as many, but I think the mixed Dark is is still going to run, um, uh, at least fifteen to twenty Deathwing Terminators. I don't know how well, many. Yeah, of them. even
0: even without the uh, the transhuman, they're still ridiculously good. They have a what? They're obsec and they have a four up invul and they're three wounds a piece. I mean, at that yeah. rate, they're they're exactly what Thousand Suns are. Only we, yeah. you know, we get a minus one damage to range shooting, but you know, in most cases, e- even without that, you're still you're they're still super tanky.
1: Yeah, I mean, n- not playing Dark Angels, you know, even. If you get down to brass tacks, you look at it like a a CSM terminator is thirty six points for a combi bolter and a cursed weapon, where an an Astartes uh Terminator is thirty-three points for a Thunder Hammer and, and Storm Shield. And Storm Shield. So yeah. regardless if they lose their their transhuman, they're still for the point cost, they're still amazing. So I, you know. Right. And I and I do think in a way, I'm I'm worried that more Dark Angel players are gonna catch on, to to be honest. You remember when Dark Eldar were really, really good? yeah and then they finally they finally took the nurse that everybody was ready for and then a week later you know here comes the uh thick city list which was way better than the initial dark out dark, mm-hmm. dark elder meta and i do think if people want to continue to play dark angels because the lion's coming out and you know yep. they've already yep. they've already committed into buying 40 terminators and paint them up quick i honestly feel like the mixed dark angel list is so much more superior than the full-blown deathwing list um and I, I'm actually mortified that, that that's going to be the new thick city. I'm hoping I'm hmm. wrong. I'm hoping people like move on and, you know, because I, I definitely can see some people switching over to guard and just, you know, doing tank spam, which again, that goes back to if you're doing some anti-vehicle stuff, having an Achilles, you can, you can make it minus one to hit, give it a four up in bone. And then, you know, you can reach out and touch a, touch a two Lehman Russes at 30 inches with a quad multi-multi each, uh-huh. you know, huge. I think you could drop two tanks a turn with an Achilles. So, Interesting. But I, the only
0: other thing I was curious, I was just thinking about something, actually. So I'm wondering, does... Going back to, like, the um, the deployment or the duplicity, I haven't used the redeployment. Is that restricted to infantry? I don't know. Uh, I'm just checking right now. So it is, uh, you get D three duplicity units, excluding vehicles. Okay. So it's, so you can't, you can't redeploy it. So on the, on the, the only reason I was thinking that was if, if they're going to run a bunch of tanks, if guard is just going to load up on a bunch of Lehman Russes, then (laughs) hilariously the cult of, is it cult of scheming, um, I was just thinking about the fact that you could do their power where you reduce, you have their movement. Uh, no, it's not cult of Sk- I think it's manipulation actually, uh, or, um, mutation. Is that it? I think that, I think it's mutation. It's been a while since I've delved into some of these. Yeah, it's a mutation. So, uh, you pick a terrain piece and then you pick a unit within three inches and you have their movement. So, a lot of times, like if you're playing the GW terrain setup, they're going to hide back behind the um the they'll hide their tanks. The, so the guard will all group their tanks up because they'll want their tank commander right there with a bunch of them, and they'll just issue a bunch of orders out and splash them to all the tanks or whatever. And uh, they'll like to hide behind the ter- the terrain pieces, and so you can you can basically use the mutation power all of a sudden. To just have the movement of the one that is on the outside, so he blocks all the other tanks from getting shoved out to the outside. So all of a sudden, he's got like half his army just sitting there, unusable.
1: <laughs> that's not a, it's not a bad one. I mean, I just like, don't know what you use like- to
0: to threaten them though at that at that rate, like a laser destroyer, maybe. Um.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I I think it's going to depend a lot on. the the terrain at the tournament you go to like like for example i i think you were seeing a lot more of that big corner atc building you know there were some at the the clutch city gt i've I've seen it on a few streams on you know you know some of the popular streaming people are now running that big atc corner building shoot the alamo coming up has got a very similar building to the big atc building Mm -hmm. so i mean which that but they always are in the corner in that you know this the most common corner where you have a deployment part so yeah I, I mean same concept as the gw building so yeah yeah
0: you know, i just don't think thousand suns have all that much to build into though at the end of yeah. the day i mean for, until 10th edition basically so it's it's most of my lists have been actually using magnus just because you know they're just lack of options at this point
1: and well that's the one great yeah. thing about that corner atc building it's tall enough to hide magnus and i mean you can put a dime it's a really fine
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, no actually I I went ahead and bought me a, a set from Rex's Lasers, that the ATC train set. Okay. And you can put Magnus behind it um and him not be seen. Interesting. So, Cuz it's it's solid walls all the way up to the top for the most part.
0: Interesting. So. I'm wondering if uh Magnus is meant to not be seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, actually, I mean, going, you know, looking out towards the Alamo Magnus could be an option at Alamo because of that, because of that corner building.
0: Yeah. So he's not, he's not been bad in in most of my games, you know, the obvious ones stick out where, you know, you know, like if I'm playing garden, I know they have four or five Lehman Russes with the plasmas, That that's bad news for Magnus. Yeah, I, yeah I know at that point I can reserve him and, mm-hmm. you know, I can keep him if I reserve him. It just, it guarantees me that I can do something with him in the game. It doesn't mean he's going to change the game. It just means he's going to do something and I just have to try and figure out a way to make it the most I can get out of him. Um But generally speaking, even just being able to come in along the board edges is, is great um, because, you know, you, you have to go out and take objectives. So yeah. you're generally going to have stuff that, will be in range of him being able to get into combat with. I mean, even if it's a nine-inch charge, you still, that's... I'll take a nine-inch charge with him throwing some psychic powers out there over not being able to do anything at all and just getting blasted off the board.
1: But, you know, I think one thing that, that's going to go a long way to to tamp down guard, though, is not so much the, the Kha'Zaqan nerf. I think that was... Everybody knew that one was coming. I, but like, yeah, yeah. The removal of the... Because uh, that the the banner that ignored feel no pains that the big removal from that piece basically killed a lot of what, you know, they were doing with mortars and any of the indirect stuff, because basically everybody within six inches of that banner unit was ignoring all the penalties for shooting outside of um, line of sight or moving with mortars or any of that. So th- that's why you ended up with, you know, between um, Creed, that banner relic uh-huh. where regular mortars were just, wrecking house on a lot of a lot of armies not so much thousand suns because all is dust but the the thing is is because that is took such a big hit um you know i think a lot of people may decide to move on or move move on into if they're going to stay in a guard i think they'll you're going to end up seeing more and more vehicles and stuff so yeah basilisks and yeah uh,
0: the, the carriages or whatever the earth shakers
1: yeah no i i actually think we'll probably see more Lehman russes
0: yeah, that makes it a little bit more useful.
1: Yeah, because the whole thing was that, to to use the tanks to to keep people out of the backfield for the longest as possible. That way all that indirect stuff could um do its job mm-hmm. and then have the threat of the Kazakh and teleport in one turn and, and hurting a bunch of stuff. You know. Well it makes
0: it makes a lot more sense to have something that go out that can go out and take objectives and shoot stuff rather than something that just sits in your backfield and just shoots stuff.
1: Yeah. But I, I think you I think you'll see people, if the people that stick with guard, I think, you know, will lean heavier into Lehman Russ's and the, the, no, the new Rogal Dorn tanks. I, I know a lot of people were turned off to the Rogo Dorn tanks um, early, but I shoot in Denver. The the one guy that got me was that Rogal Dorn tank. When you realize how many wounds that thing has, it's, it's, that hurts. Yeah. And it, and it, it basically can operate on its own. You know, I think because, you know, the whole vehicle squadron thing, they, he can issue himself orders. So it, it, it you know, even though it's not a tank commander, it doesn't have to be close to a tank commander to work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got a ridiculous amount of wounds, but I, again, you know, where you find yourself, you know, um, trying to supplement Thousand Sons, you know, the, the worst face is you don't have a lot of options. I mean, you can either um, run a detachment of Demons uh, yeah. which flamers taking a hit really hurt thousand sons. Um, or, I mean, you, you still use the executioners, but like, that's why I like, how do you, how do you tamp down that third secondary that everybody's going to take against us? You know, right. Arbor the Witch helps a little bit. Um, but I don't, it's, like I said, I, I feel like Arbor the Witch wasn't our big weakness before. It was no prisoners yeah. and assassinate. Right. So
0: yeah, but at least now you can't stack. Well, no, you can stack uh, because assassinate is in. Uh, is that in purge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah so you can't
0: you can't stack assassinate and and that it was it was you can still stack no prisoners and um, aboard the witch. That that's yes. the one that's the one you can still stack together so. Yeah and then you're your I don't see a lot of thousand Suns lists that are trying to go like big units of, of rubric marines um in te- which is going to be interesting because the the way the character rules are looking in for 10th edition where you can attach to units and everything I think that is going to try and push you towards bigger units of of rubrics uh, mm-hmm. but with with you know you're you're still going to have that ubiquitous 10 terminators uh 10 scarab right now through the rest of 10th edition. And then it's really, I feel like it's whatever else you're trying to do with the list is what you bring. Um, Passpawn are still pretty good. Um, Rubrics just in general, just tend to hold stuff really good. You know, I was, I was really intrigued by the thought of the Zangor lists that have, I've heard about people running, um, but I haven't actually seen done. Uh, Like I've heard about the God, What is it? Like, 200 zangor list or 160 zangor something ridiculous like that where um especially into guard you just you play the numbers game and with your involvement you just you don't care you just flood the board with as many zangors as you can and just say good luck
1: uh, yeah I, I, and i mean i think one thing with thousand suns though it goes back to like i think it's they're a very terrain-dependent army. So I think yeah. are like, look, there's there's a lot of success with Thousand Suns, not in the States, but overseas. And I think the one, the common theme you'll see is it's I think it's the ATC terrain. I really think that, that that terrain set favors what we're able to do as far as movement, survivability, you know, even like against guard, like if you're on that ATC set, it's really hard to get angles on, on SMU like uh rubrics and even terminators, you know, because there's there's so many different those tanks gotta drive around all that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So you like think the play- heavier terrain actually gives thousand suns a bit of a more boost uh to this yes. yeah to their durability? Because I, I think mean, anything obviously that slows down those sound. vehicles.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anything that slows down those vehicles and then lets you hide because I don't know if you've seen the ATC train or at least the that clone set that was here in Houston, um, there's I think four of the pieces have big bases on them, and then the rest of the pieces have small L bases on them. Mm-hmm. So you're able to get up into those walls um, without actually touching the train. Um, so it, you know, I think it helps a little bit.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've seen it. I have actually not played on it yet, uh, but I may have to go uh, try and obtain a, obtain a set of the uh, the ATC terrain just to just to try it out. I mean, it can't
1: hurt. So, so that, that clone set actually, um, that I, I that, that's what, uh, Colin was calling it was a, a clone ATC set, okay. but Rexer's lasers sells a, a set of it. I think I, I think I got a set of them after shipping for like 85 bucks. I want to say
0: that's not bad. That's
1: so, yeah, not bad. And I've, I've got a set too, if you want to get a game here soon. So okay. I, I went, I went ahead and got a, a set of the ATC train because there's pieces of it that match some of the Alamo train. And then I bought that, that, ridiculous large alamo okay (laughs) so i got one of those i think 17 and a half inches long
0: (laughs) that's uh that's pretty big
1: yeah it's pretty big the the
0: alamo buildings are always really cool so alamo for those who don't who don't know the alamo is an event in um uh san antonio where they actually do does it still get have like heavy cover too yes Uh, it's still got heavy cover. So they what what they do is they put a big um, if you if you can just like Google sometime just what the Alamo looks like they do a very big long building in the middle of the board that looks very much like the facade of the of the Alamo and uh, it has like every trait you can put on it like heavy heavy cover like, you know it's it's a defensible breachable it's like everything um, and it just sits in the middle of the board so like um, it actually makes it pretty fun. Uh, for 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 their tournaments, I think they also do a uh, uh, another secondary where it's like, um, uh, what is it? Remember the Alamo, where uh, you you score victory points based on how much of your own army dies. So if you, if you if you look at your opponent and just know, okay, well you're going to table me, you take that you take that as your third. You just go, okay, I'll try, i score yeah. points with he, everything else.
1: <laughs> he actually changed it for this event and the the two previous okay. uh, events he did. Now it's all or nothing. So you either get completely wiped, okay, and you get fifteen points, and if you don't get completely wiped, you get zero points on that secondary.
0: Oh wow, okay, that's uh, so you don't get partial points for like yeah. okay, you killed half my army.
1: But like right. uh, Nathan Nathan uh, Fennel had had uh, built a list around dying, right? So I mean, he even <laughs> you know he, he forced you to kill all these other units, and at the end of the game, he would take all of his other characters and he'd use that stratagem to jump in a venom. And then fly them off the board, so they were destroyed at the end of the yep. game.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So and I mean that... he forced he forced the rest of the units down I, I, He played it and he absolutely. I was like trying to get away from him at that point. I was like, God, get away from me because he's going to get fifteen <laughs> points at the end of the game. And he managed to make me kill. You know, because once you get melee,
0: yeah. So you basically, have to swim. Got,
1: yeah. So he got everybody into melee, and then the rest of them he got off the board. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me! He actually pulled this off, like that's uh... eight, so
0: well, I'm glad they, I'm glad they apparently uh, changed it. So it's all or nothing now. So um, sounds like they closed the loophole on that.
1: Yeah. But like the thousand sun terminators, cause I actually took uh thousand suns to the, the previous Alamo last year. And then uh-huh. I, I I think it, I was actually, I, re, I was running an Achilles. I was running an Achilles and two breaks of the the terminators, but those terminators were like You know, you super buff them and then send Uh them into the center of that Alamo. And it was just so hard to get in there. Well, yeah, because
0: then you have, I mean, you have heavy cover on top of your, you know, two of saved already. It's ridiculous. Mm
1: -hmm. And I don't believe we we had armor content at the time. Armor Armor contempt, all is dust, the heavy cover. And then you add all the buffs to it. And then, you know, they unsuccessfully shoot you off the board and then try to come in there and kill you. And then as soon as they got in the Alamo, now, now you, all your psychic stuff was able to reach in there and, mm-hmm. and delete what was ever coming into the mm-hmm. center of the Alamo. So so some, sometimes I think, you know, you can play into the, some of the t- terrain with all this dust. I mean, like take Gene Stiller Cult, for example, and that, that, that's a secondary inversion that I think can happen. So with Gene Stiller Colt, I don't know if you saw their, their secondary got uh, nerfed brood swarm. And so before I don't even like, know
0: you might have to explain it to me because I don't even know Gene Steeler to call it all that much
1: so so brood swarm they uh, they're one of the lucky armies that have pretty decent secondaries across the board right um, brood swarm was one it was basically have you got one point you have more models not units models in your own deployment zone no man's land and then um, your opponents and if you had all, basically all the the uh, all three points of that you basically got five points and it was like you're playing gene Steeler colt and it's model count in the different areas they're getting like by turn three or four they already had the 15 on it well now they knocked it back the most you can score the basically they took out the first and fifth bullet point of that the most you can score on that is three points a turn which you're not going to have more models necessarily in your opponent's uh deployment zone at least two of the turns so it went from a guaranteed 15 to I think it's a max of probably like eleven and the twelve, unless most unless they're just completely overwhelming you. Um, so I think when you get uh, you start looking at the secondary, you have to you have to say, all right, I'm going to take that third secondary away from them. I'm going to play the primary game um, with them, which that I actually I think that's what helps my Black Legion so much is because I, I completely got rid of the Terminators. And I'm using Legionnaires and Cultists to uh, steal primary points the whole game. And with Of course, with Abaddon going and, and taking a, a, an objective by himself. Basically, I'm using that Black Legion stratagem that shuts off the obsec So if you could just touch one Legionnaire's foot on an objective, you can basically take obsec from them. So what, I, what I've done is I've built a whole list around them not scoring secondaries. I think I, think I give up, uh, was it seven on bring it down? eight on no prisoners yeah but the only the only one that i do give up is i've got four characters in the list but the, the problem with it is is two of the characters rarely even leave the home objective so yeah they're they're probably going to kill the prince and abaddon they're going to score seven on that so basically if i can limit all those choices from them and then invert the primary uh portion of yeah. it by stealing objectives from them and stop them scoring primaries. That's how I've been winning with black Legion.
0: So you make it just like a one dimensional game, basically where, where all you're really focused on is just the primaries themselves. Like all you have to do is just win primaries every round.
1: Right. And then leave them with one, If, yeah. if you know, cause basically this is, you know, orcs for example is a really good army right now. Um, and if you look at it, they, okay, they got the good bits, the good bits, they're going to score 15 points out the gate. And then, then green tide, they normally score, uh, 12 or more on that one. And then they're always looking for like that third secondary, you know, what are they going to take? So if you can give them a bad secondary and then just say, you know what? Cause I think one thing people do is they go, Oh man, I've got to stop the good bits, right? There, you know, there's no way you're going to stop the good bits. They're getting 15 on the good bits. So just say, you already know if, if you can, just say i'm going to give gene stiller cult the 30 points that they were going to get anyway i'm going to give orcs the 30 points they were going to get anyway the only way you can beat them at that point is secondary or primary mm-hmm. so and actually when you like look at orcs you think well how you how are you going to beat them on primaries you i think you almost got to give orcs that that you want to tempt them into the wall turn one so they they start bringing everything so there might be turn two or three where you only get four on, prim, four on primaries and they're they're getting and you know eight, 12, you know, turn mm-hmm. two or three, but th- uh, an army like some something with duplicity. If you can wait till the end of the game, um, and around four or five, once once you survive the onslaught of orcs coming at you, which that's where the uh, infernal master getting getting your combi bolters up to strength five is huge for killing orcs, um, or or rubric flamers, um, and that's uh, that's I haven't left home without rubric flamers with my black legion for a while now. Um, they're amazing um but you even they're even better with thousand suns because you get to get them to strength five and then then you also have the 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 pyrite flux uh spell so you can really you can really go a long way to make those flamers make the orcs pay and if you have like the crystal or you're running duplicity and you put one because most of the time when you play orcs you get you get this onslaught of you know wave after wave and if you can survive Mm -hmm. those waves usually now most of their army's dead and then they've got Grots holding like their two home objectives. All it takes is, you know, one well one well-placed unit of rubrics to go over there and fry both those units uh that are left over on that side of the board. And then now all of a sudden they went from getting a 12 12 to a zero on primary. Hmm. So, and I I think, you know, that's where Black Legion again has the same kind of thing, you know, where you got the crystal um black legion has a vile plate so i have a terminator sorcerer who looks he's actually a uh, uh, did you see my terminator sorcerer i did he looks
0: her? very much like a thousand Sun sorcerer
1: yeah he's got he's got some space Wolf stuff on him which is kaon you know and then i teleport some trophies a, some minor trophies
0: <laughs> right yeah some
1: minor trophies but he teleports with uh rubric flamers you know late game so I, I try to leave that threat most of the game which duplicity the threat's always there and then if you've got the crystal on the list so I think if, you know, I think circle back to what those secondaries, you know, to where you say, all right, I'm going to give them a 30 on secondaries and I'm going to give them a bad secondary on the third one. And then on the backside, you steal primaries from them, which the great thing about Thousand Suns is the whole most of the army is obsec except for spawn. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're able to uh, I think you can counter in a gene stealer cult uh, really well, especially since they lost. Uh, that the auto 15 on bridge storm, you know, so now, now, if cause before it was like Gene Steeler Colts almost always going to score an 87 or a 92. Well, now they're looking, you know, their, their passive scoring is not upwards 87 or 90. It's, it's more down to the lower eighties. So now you're in that range. If you, you know, if you can get your secondaries um, and your primaries, you, you have a chance to beat Gene Steeler Colt, where I don't think a few weeks ago you could, but, um, I well, that's so. kind of the
0: problem is the secondaries right now for thousand Suns are kind of where I think everybody was kind of hoping to see some help. Um, yeah. because you really don't have that many, I mean, mutate, mutate landscape is usually the one you're going to take. You're going to either that, or you're going to take warp ritual. Those are kind of like the two main, like uh warp craft or witchcraft, uh, secondaries that you're going to take. And,
1: and the, the sad part, mutate mutate got a harder. yeah, it got right? harder and mutate landscape is, is in the same category as, um, as warp rituals, so
0: right, right. So you're you're basically stuck in a in a position where it's like, well, if I'm on a map where it's unlikely that I'm going to be able to get, say, four four of the five objectives with mutate, then it behooves me to probably take warp ritual and just play for the center of the board, um, especially if it's a it's one of the missions where there isn't an objective sitting in the center, so you're not likely to have, you know, enemy models sitting there. Uh, okay and you know 91. that that, oh, that kind of, that kind of comes into be the, the problem right because okay that's one secondary and look at how difficult it is to figure that out you then have burn empires which is just uh, every time i've tried to play that there there's always something that's just wrong with with the mechanic on that that it it just is not it, it doesn't fit the army right like y- Okay, yeah. you can you can pull it off with one Terminator unit, but you can't pull it off. Like they gave a similar secondary to, to Slanesh Demons. And I can sit here and watch a Slanesh Demon's army just basically advance and or march across the table, basically, with all their all their movement. Take on the on the mission where it's one, two, three, four, right down diagonal across the board. I can watch them go, okay, one, two, three, four. They're on all four of those objectives. They take it, they do their secondary on there. And they basically just score it like that fits them. It fits their mobility. But for us, it doesn't. It just has never really fit what thousand Suns do. And that's why I've always kind of felt like, well, it seems good on paper, but then you go and try and do it and it just never, it it never gives you the payout that you should be getting out of it because it's so easy because the the fact that you have to wait until the next turn to score it makes it just like, not impossible, but just, Unless you're doing it with scarab cult terminators, you're just you're not you're not giving yourself a really good chance to really score that. And then, okay, well, if you put like say, twenty zangors out there to go do that, you're only getting that one objective. You've got another objective you still have to score. It's only four points per objective. So you know, in terms of the number, you have to get about four of them there to to max it, three of them to get to twelve it gets really challenging to pull that off
1: yeah i think that's why you almost gotta right now the only way i i see a, a good consistent build with thousands ones you almost have to build a a defensive build where you're you're planning on banners um and war virtual which the good thing about uh war that's why i actually like uh um cult of time because you can you can build a psychic phase that's almost super reliable and undeniable through cult of time so like Mm -hmm. if you if you if you built into to defense right so you um you're going to do banners and you're going to do um you're going to do a warp ritual and then use use your spells and your warlord trait to get out there do your warp ritual and then have an undeniable way to get back that's why i do like something like um you know the, the exalted sorcerer on the disc and also having and those games have an Ar- arm on on a disc because i like being able to um if you can be defensive most of the game and 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 the whole thing is is you you forcing them to come to you and and building your list around s- strong flamers and strong combi bolters you know and then the the little bit of a psychic phase like matter of fact most of my my uh, thousand sons list before you know with cult of time was built around undeniable warp rituals and and then also um, mm-hmm. it, it, it I did a lot more wounds doing shooting with combi bolters and flamers than I was actually doing mortal wounds and in the mm-hmm. uh, psychic phase. So but but doing the defensive stuff, you know, which actually I think plays really well in a gene stealer cult because you want them to keep coming to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it, it, if you're playing Thousand Sons, that way it just helps just making sure there's, you know, when you play Gene Steeler Cult, you know they're at least going to have one of those twenty man units, and you know that uh, a squad. If you've got your one set of Terminators in your list, that that they're going to drop, they're going to drop that unit in shooting easily. So, I don't know.
0: And then you've got your third, your third secondary, which is Prowess, and you know it, two points per unit that's usually what the way I look at it, the the, the best in most games you're going to get is two points a unit. Cause you're not typically going to be playing psycho armies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what five units to get, to get into the realm of it, of it being worth taken. I, I don't know, unless you're playing another army, that's like seriously heavy in MSU. And then on top of that, you have to do that in the psychic phase. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the hard kicker there. That-
1: and, and offensively, I don't think Thousand Suns are good enough in the psychic phase. No. I, I I think that's why you almost have to lean into your into a shooting Thousand Suns army to make in and, and the current meta, right? Because I I do think having strength five uh um combi bolters and the uh, the stronger flamers, um throughout the game can go a long way in shooting. You, I think you can be deceptively shooty. So.
0: Yeah, just, not, I mean, even then, that, that's kind of the other thing is you, you can be shooty, but it's almost always bolter profiles, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, aside from your, your, you know, occasional missiles and Soul Reaper cannon shots that are in there, they can, those can do some work. You, you're really just relying on bolter shots mm-hmm. in Thousand Suns. And it only goes so far, right? Like there's certain matchups where, I mean, Knights is a good example where just, you really have to rely, like if you're going to drop the Knights, you really have to rely on your psychic face to pull that off. Um, getting some smites through, getting some decent mortal wound rolls when you do that. I always roll, I mean, when I get my D6, I always roll one or two on my D6 smites. So, um, you know, that doesn't always work out for me.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like, but- um, I think if you do the Strength 5 comic bolter with the two command point veterans, I think on a full squad of terminators you can do about 17 18 wounds and shooting on a night but you know they're all 24 25 wounds a night i mean most of them are to so i think they're actually 26 wounds with the with the plus two right so so it takes
0: you it takes you some mortal wounds to get through through a big night but then you have the rest of the army to deal with as well mm -hmm.
1: and uh and and i I, that's actually where i think i i I came losing when i was playing last year that's where i needed i was like. What is going to supplement the rest of the shooting? If I'm going to lean into shooting, that way I can have an undeniable uh, mm-hmm. psychic, basically. That's why I went with time. Um, that way I got that extra, you know, that that undeniable spell. Um, and then that's where the Achilles came in for me. Because I was like trying to figure out where do I fill that hole. And that's actually where I, I excelled at nights. I was looking my chop for nights. Because you can, you know, because of the obscuring mm-hmm. terrain in, in Ninth edition. I was using that to reach out and like, I actually, I was taking my exalted sorcerer flying out and, and doing uh 3d6 death hex flying you know, and, and flying back mm-hmm. and then hit them with Achilles. So.
0: Yeah. I think I was doing something similar with the, uh, the Leviathan dreadnought. Yeah, with the, That's, ex- uh, that's the actually where melt- the idea came from
1: yeah. was uh, when you were running the, the double cyclone uh, melt is on the uh, Leviathan. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out, I didn't, the range, you know, the range, I mean, is you, yeah. yeah, the range was an issue, but you were extending it six inches. And then that's when it, you know, I think it was actually, uh, uh, Georg <laughs> uh, Bobkoff that we were sitting talking about it one night. And he was like, What, what about an Achilles with all those buffs? And I was like, Yeah, oh, that is actually a really good idea. And, and it, it, it really did some work. But I, I, I stayed away from even thinking about doing And that, that's where the secondaries come into play, you know, mm-hmm. Sorcerer's press I mean, if you, you land a shoot and the secondary is off the table So Yeah. So basically the only the only reliable things you have with that play style is raise the banners and um, war for secondary. Yeah, yeah the, the only where other thing I've done. seen
0: the, the only other thing I've seen people really leaning into is behind enemy lines. And that's where it gets into you know, you're souping demons essentially. So you bring in some screamers. And then the streamers have that built in teleport that lets you just kind of hop across the table. And, um, that's kind of a nice thing where, where you can, you know, you, you, all you need to do is get one unit across the table essentially into, into, uh, their deployment zone. And it doesn't necessarily work super well on corner maps, but it'll work good on pretty much all the others. Um, you know, my alpha Legion list was very similar where it was, uh, it was stacking the Alpha Legion secondary with behind enemy lines. And that was pretty doable if you had, you know, jetpack units and things that could get in there pretty quick, but Thousand Suns, they don't have that. So that's kind of where Screamers come in.
1: But unfortunately the problem with that is, is most tournaments are using at least four corner missions out of their six missions. They're yep. all doing conversion, death and zeal. Um, and then the two, you know, center to corner um missions as well and then usually data data scribe which is uh very similar mm-hmm. and then every once in a while you have retrieval mission so i mean that that behind enemy lines also because of the, the the lack of point efficiency i feel like you have a thousand suns you know you start trying to get in behind enemy lines and you, i think you give away too much so and then and engage then isn't any better because you got to get three inches into that corner now yep yep so that, that's why I almost feel like you have to say, all right, I've got two decent secondaries that I'm going to plan around. It's going to be banners and war virtual. And then the third secondary, you're, you're going to have to take a bad kill secondary. So the only way to make that bad kill secondary work is to have them have a bad kill secondary. So you want to trade off then. And then you got to figure out how do you stop them from scoring mm-hmm. 12 on primary, you know. But there's mission like priority targets you know you can you can score um 44 in primary without ever leaving your your side of the board because prior, priority targets as long as you can hold your two objectives you get 11 points per turn hmm. and then and then there's also that center objective that you can go out there and and um i think one thing i found playing against uh like space marines they have a uh, they like to take shock tactics, which is similar to long war. It's actually, even though it gives four, if they succeed it, it's worse than long war, because at least long war, now you can kill units on the objective and and and, and work your way up. But so shock tactics, one, one thing I've found um, is like, say there's um say there's four, four uh, space Marines on the center objective. The, it's very easy to go, okay, I'm gonna go take that objective from them. But then what you've done is you've basically given them shock tactics. So one thing I've realized playing against shock tactics is Mm -hmm. if i take four legionnaires stand it on the objective that has four you know whatever on there and tie them on obsec and then make sure i i focus on mine you can actually stop shock tactics and most of the time when you when you do that if if your whole goal is to not take objectives in the center but to tie them in the center or 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 do something that effect or just let them have the center like in priority targets right you know all you got to do is hold your side of the board and you get 44 on primary who cares if they get 45 on primary if you can stick them to a um to a four on shock tactics because they're not going to realize that you're you're stopping shock tactics until about turn three or four before they finally realize he's not taking objectives on purpose (laughs) i mean like priority targets is a is a huge mission for saying, all right, I'm,
0: yeah, shock, I'm just shock. always just becomes a matter of holding the minimum you need to hold essentially for, for primary. Right. Yeah.
1: And there there's a couple, there's a couple, uh, there's a couple of them like um, abandoned sanctuaries. If you can hold your home objective and just hold that center objective from them and then let them have the outside, you can, you can score a 45 on primary on that one. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, I mean, that that that's the only way i could think and but you almost have to study everybody else's secondaries um that way you know exactly what you're going to do to stop them because that that's you have to invert at least one second secondary on them yeah and each one of them have you know like take imperial knights they have really easy secondaries to score yeah um, but you you can stop a couple of them as long as you know what like um honor the house right a lot of times it, you just go into knights and you go okay they're gonna get 13 points on honor the house yep um but if you know how to stop it like for example you, if you know what their os and are they want to kill two they want to kill two units or they want to kill a vehicle or monster Well, if you if you can if you can play cagey enough and make that stay down what you're doing is they they get one point down and then usually one point up for holding half the objectives Yeah. then they're not getting honor the house and then you're Sorry. hoping
0: you're hoping for them on the other one where one has to basically go to the middle and take a knee. Uh you're you're basically hoping they're doing that with their with their big night so then it's not shooting you. So you're killing the other one to to take that out of the equation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. So there's a, there's a few of those secondaries where I think a lot of people go oh they just going to get an auto 15 like see something like good bits. You know they're going to get a 15. But there's a couple of them out there that I think a lot of people just chalk up for their automatically going to score this. If you, if you know how to, if you know how to do it um, to stop it, it, they, they are possible. Like night, night ones. I think a lot of people just automatically assume nights are going to score most of their, their secondaries, but there are ways to to play games with them and stop them from scoring those, you know,
0: I don't mean to abruptly shift gears here, but do you, what do you think they were thinking on the, um, on the, on the data slate changes? Cause Chaos space marines got hit just as bad as Thousand Suns did in terms of not Arts. getting what they essentially needed. Yeah. So, are they? What do you, What do you think they were thinking by making this change? Because the thing I wrestle or I wrestle with is you've got Tenth Edition coming up. Why not just? throw some stuff out there, like throw some armies a bone and let them have something like, if it breaks, it breaks. Who cares? You've got three months and then we're in 10th edition.
1: Well, I I think if you look at the uh, changes that they made in this one, I think they basically just looked at the high, high win ratio armies, nerf them without necessarily win ratio or bump, you know? So, I mean, I'll be honest. I think the dark angel buff was, or nerf was, Kindly did it. I think it was an overcorrection in one spot, but didn't actually address the issue. But I, I think they're hoping that that by nerfing the higher win ratio armies, that 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 raises a ship for other armies. But you know, I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case yeah. in some cases. But I mean, like I do, I th- I think like a nerf like to the Broodstorm secondary will will tamp down. That changes the equation not much, but you know, four or five points. I mean if you look at some of the Gene Steeler wins, I think a lot of the Gene Steeler cult wins, they're they're winning by ten points, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're winning by twenty, thirty points like other, you know, like like for example, when you like look at a world leader's win, they're winning. They're a good chunk of their army you can invert the primaries at the end of the game
0: sorry uh i think my internet might have just cut out there for a second do you want to repeat what you're saying about world leaders
1: well i was saying is world leaders also have like really good secondaries but i think their their issue is if you can get through them early enough you can stop the primaries on the back end so i think that that's the main thing with csm and and thousand suns is you have to you have to invert one secondary and then stop the primaries on the other end. So, which is a lot easier done, uh, said than done. done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to do with like black Legion because there's a lot of tools in the toolkit to play games with them. You just gotta, I think in some cases you almost gotta like, look at what was working and then throw it, throw it in the trash and, and go back mm-hmm. to the drawing board that's what like my army looks incredibly small and they they're like where are your terminators at? are they still in the foam somewhere like, no, just, <laughs> no just you know i'm leaning into legionaries. but the one thing that again thousand suns lacks is a really good um beat stick melee unit you know mm-hmm. or cheap units i mean the only melee units we really have is the demon unreliable demon friends spawn or um sort of yeah terminators or magnets if you can keep them alive but like yeah. the Terminators, I mean, how many times you've been thinking, oh, I got all these strength, five, neck, three, two damage attacks, and you get melee and you don't end up doing nothing. With no, them. you got to
0: play. I mean, in those games when you have those 10 Terminators, especially when you only have one. So I had I, ran, I had variations of it. So I had one brick of 10 that I ran in early, early parts of 10 or a ninth. And then I basically moved to Magnus and 20 Terminators. And I had a lot more success with that setup. Um, which is more of a credit to, to Matt Ali because he he was the one who kind of showed up with that list. Um mm-hmm. that every time I was playing those Terminators, I still had to be pretty cagey with those Terminators because they were such a valuable chess piece on the board. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in, in every game, I had to be very protective of where I placed them in a way that would ensure that it wasn't easy for my opponent to just walk up and just kill them uh, or I, they couldn't just take their best stuff and just step out and just blast them off the table. Um, I had to play them in a way where, okay, you had to get significantly across the board to get the firing angle on them or something like that. And then it was just enough for those terminators to then shoot what I was trying to target at. And that also became the other, the flip side of it is target priority. You know, the the 10 man Scarab Occult is really good when you're dumping everything into just one unit, like when you dump everything into one unit, when you have a lot of targets, it gets to be a problem because you don't have enough, you don't have enough good shooting to spread that out into all these different options, all these different targets that are there. So you have to you have to focus them down because what you don't want to do is be left with units that live, um, especially when it's when your strategy is okay. I'm going to shoot them off that objective if I decide that I can't then, I can't then not commit what's needed to, to, to accomplish that. Right. So I can't, oh, I, I can't have them not get, get cleared off that objective. Otherwise it's just, I mean, then I'm, then I'm completely losing the game at that matter. But-
1: oh, and, and I can, I can definitely agree, you know, cause I, I've been there with exactly where you were talking about that. Just talking about the last Alamo um, I I was making a pretty good run with my thousand sons. Um, but then I think I got to round five and I ended up on stream. I think I was four and zero oh with them, but then I ended up playing Harlequins and I got to the point where I was like going, all right, I'm going to shoot these two terminators at this group. I'm going to shoot. These. I mean, I didn't have any, mm-hmm. I'd run out of tool pieces and, and, you know, if I focused them down, they were still going to win on primary. So I almost had to hope for a hat trick. And, you know, when you start hoping for dice to, to go your way, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I got hundred percent agree with that. So. I just
0: I just don't know what, what Thousand Suns have to really work with right now. I think it really just comes down to I mean, just personally, I, I think between now and when 10th comes out, it's just have fun mode basically. And that might apply to every army really. Um, I think it's just kind of play the stuff you want to play. Um, I've actually been looking at like putting the Mutalith back on the table, uh, been trying some of the other cults out just to kind of have some fun with what's left of uh uh, you know, the army in the, in the current edition, knowing that, you know, once 10th arrives, everything's getting blown up. And we know that the psychic phase is going away. So, uh, you know, I don't know what that's going to mean for thousand sons. Uh, I mean, that.
1: Yeah. It's a little, it's a little worrisome. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we don't go from a bad situation to a worse situation with them. Yeah. No, it's I interesting. It... Cause
0: I, it's an opportunity for things to go, they could go South. They could also go very well. I mean, it just is a matter of, how do they decide to implement the psychic phase in 10th edition?
1: I'm sure it's going to look, I'm sure you're going to have a, a couple spells on data sheets saying, these are the spells this unit can use, you know, yeah. just like in thousand suns. How, I mean, in great nights, how like certain units have hammer hand and other units have this and, you know, mm-hmm. so. You know, well, I, I think it's
0: a good sign that at least with the, with the weapon profiles, what they're doing, what they're doing with things like, um, the uh what, what was it that they introduced where it's like tank killer weapons essentially where you, you wound on a two up against vehicles
1: no oh, like on a chain fist that yeah
0: which is great because the problem Magnus has had or the problem Magnus I'll, I'll throw Mortarian in there and probably Angron as well the problem they have with their durability is that the stuff that's really good at killing tanks is really good at killing them and there's no way to really balance that between the two like you can't If you look at ninth edition, there's no way to look at those two and be able to say, okay, these guns only work really good into vehicles, but they don't work really good into these, you know, demonic primarchs.
1: Um, Well, and and I could definitely see a world where, um, you know, Magnus and 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 Mortarian and Angron are all looking at T10 to T12, but a lot of those weapons uh, are going to have vehicle and that that thing, so they might end up being really really tough. And not having the you know chain chain fists aren't going to be good into them, where they'll be good into vehicles,
0: right. So. exactly. exactly. And then but I could I, see on the flip side kind of like what they did in Age of sigmar with um the savage orcs where they're they're monster hunters. So you know you can you can do stuff like that where they they do really good into there could be weapons that are really good into monsters. and it just depends on the meta and what becomes kind of like the 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 best solution. That happens every
1: edition. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm curious to see where they go with terrain. You know, I mean, like like I said, if we start seeing more and more of the ATC style terrain, those 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 units like Magnus are going to be at least have somewhere to start on the board. So, and we also don't know what the charge phase looks like. Neither too. You know, like currently, Fly goes away right. in the charge phase. You know that that could change in tenth where Fly. You know magnus might be able to charge across something like an alamo intent you know they haven't said anything about the charge phase yet so yeah because you remember and i think it was an early eighth you could charge through buildings with units that fly you know and, and back then you think an eighth there was a point where magnus was you know you could put all the buffs on magnus he could charge through terrain and you, you know and he's lost all that so hopefully he, he gains some toughness back and And he's able to fly through terrain that 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 also protects him, you know. I'm hoping anyway, so because it is fun to play with Magnus. It is. But you know, if you if you're being competitive, losing losing something like that, that many points early in a game because you're you playing against Tao, and you know at least you can put him in strategic reserves now. But then you're still looking if you're going to get them in combat, you relying on a nine inch charge I don't know about you, but I don't like to make nine inch charges.
0: I don't either, but sometimes that's what you just, that's the, (laughs) that's the deck of cards you got to go with. Uh, you know, I, I like what I really like doing is just absolutely laying the, laying the smack down on gray Knight players when, uh, when I have Magnus and, uh, you know those those three dreadnoughts great you know i'm just going to play a chess match with magnus versus your dreadnoughts i'm going to be in range to deny all your powers i'm going to re-roll and i'm i'm going to deny everything and then uh you know i was chatting with brad townsend and i think he he, he expected he expressed it very well when he was like you know i'll oh, you know kind of kind of emulating what a conversation would look like about ta- explaining your, you know, how you could deny things like, Oh, I have a, uh, I have a three to six deny, you know? Oh, so that's a three D six drop two. No, it's a three D six atom all together deny. And I can re-roll it. And it's, you know, you just stack all those up together. And you, it, it's a lot of fun to be able to just absolutely shut down the psychic phase against your opponents. Um, mm-hmm. And it surprises them when they haven't played against Magnus before that, that, you know, all of a sudden they're they're trying to do their what is it their their rights or whatever it is on on the objectives and they're sitting it's like turn four and they're sitting at like what three points or whatever and it's kind of like yeah
1: that purifying you know, ritual
0: just don't do that you know we will shut we'll shut it down
1: um, well and purifying so that's ritual hard. went to a, a, a warp charge of five in arcs so that that one got a little bit harder for him which you know I've been practicing with a guy who's playing gray knights right now and I. He has rolled so many fours on purifying ritual; it's made me sick for him.
0: So. Well, they did the same to mutate, right?
1: Yeah, they they yeah, shifted yeah.
0: all of those up one. Uh, but Thousand Suns get plus one to cast, and right, Green so you so still need a four on the table, right? Which is, yeah, right, right. So it's not quite as bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's not I, as bad. <laughs> you know, if I'm looking back at at Thousand Suns for for Ninth Edition, I don't think I don't think it was all that bad. I think it was Nine. pretty good i i can't really complain aside from where yeah, we're no, at they, right they now it's good it, it's pretty rough right now because they're paying for sins they're paying for zinch's sins essentially
1: uh yeah no, exactly
0: yeah mm-hmm. thousand sons were yeah not, but i mean they, they didn't deserve the nerfs they got right like that Thousand Suns were not necessarily the problem. It was the fact that Zeich demons and Flamers were so good; they pushed the win rates so high. If you if you were looking at Mono Thousand Suns, I think that's a that's a much different animal yeah. that then got nerfed because Thousand Suns and zinch demons were so good.
1: Oh well, yeah, no Gw tends to overcorrect sometimes. Like um, mm-hmm. same thing happened to CSM. Like most, of C- if you look at you know pre Arcs, if you look at most CSMs win rates. They weren't great, but then there was Creations of Bile. Mm-hmm. So, what they did to fix Creations of Bile, you know, nerfed all of Chaos Space Marines by making a Terminator's 36 point base. And I mean, like, all the, there were so many nerfs to that Creations of Bile list that it it bled over into the rest of CSM and it, it's made it really hard. Overall, CSM has been hovering right around 42, 43% um, yeah, win ratio. Rough. That's terrible. Yeah. It, and, you know, and that's because of creation's bile nerf and i'll I'll not i hate the imperium by the way but i'll say this like dark angel the dark angels nerf was taking away the the transhuman ability that wasn't the problem they've had that all of ninth or all of ninth edition it was 33 point terminators you know i mean just you know it's hard to say let's compare apples and oranges but like 36 point csm terminators or um 33 point storm shield, thunder hammer, terminators. That's the problem. You know. Yeah. yeah. Not and much really we can don't...
0: do about that. It's it's the yeah. end of the the edition, and they're obviously like, hey. But but here they're you still
1: go. doing the same pattern. They over they'll take yeah. something and they'll overcorrect it, you know, where and not actually address the real issue. I like, feel like you know,
0: I feel like if you're a space marine player, you should basically be really happy at the beginning of the edition because you always are going to be the launch army. And then at the end of the edition, because they're always going to do something, just like they did back in eighth edition, <laughs> where yeah. they obviously just give you really, really ridiculous buffs at the end. Because through the whole edition, you you just get, you're going to start at one point and you're going to go down over time, and then at the end, there's going to be this giant, you know, windfall of here's all this stuff. Go have fun and uh that'll basically just last through into the beginning of the next edition so i feel like if you don't own regular space marines as hilarious as it is you should probably own them you know even even just to be able to have a little bit of fun with just the fact that you know at a regular schedule they're going to give these really ridiculous buffs out at the end of the every edition to your army
1: yeah i'll tell you the the uh the uh nerf to codex warfare i'm sure really hurt some iron hand players because i mean that was the whole thing with iron hands is oh yeah you know in the last few months was you just build your whole army around heavy weapons which Mm -hmm. which works great with the super doctrine with them now codex warfare all you can get is five points in that that's right which is really you know even there was some dark angel builds out there that were building real heavy into desolator marines they you know throw 20 terminators Mm -hmm. out to the center Mm -hmm. and then they would use the desolators um to uh to max out codex warfare because you could just pick off units and get two points, two points, two points, you know? So like that list right there where you're throwing 20 terminators to the center, because all you really needed was the 20 terminators, you know, you didn't need the the 40 person list, but then you throw 20, 25 desolators on top Mm -hmm. of it and max out codex warfare. So you're basically getting um, codex warfare and O's of the moment. And that basically just that whole build just got blown up. You know so. Yep.
0: Well, I guarantee desolators are going to get hit the same way eliminators got hit because at the end of um, the end of eighth edition, eliminators were ridiculous in what they used to do. If you go back yeah. and look at the original profiles on the eliminators, it's just bonkers. And um, well,
1: I mean desolators, you're looking for five of them. You're looking at a uh, 180 yep. points, and there's people running 25 of them yep. again because they were they were using not moving um, for dark angels, and then they were just raining down all that stuff you know hitting on twos and threes you know some of the unit would be hitting on twos and some of the most of the rest of the unit would be hitting on threes and indirect um and they'd stay in the devastator doctrine and and max out codex warfare yep and then use the t- terminators to get o's at the moment well now the terminators against some of these heavy melt armies or armies like knights because i tell you knights were really struggling into uh deathwing knights because of the transhuman um and then you oh, know yeah yeah Absolutely. But so that that's all been inverted. So I would say, you know, even though that there wasn't specific buffs, some of the nerfs that did happen, I think will go a long way to help, you know, some armies like CSM and Thousand Suns. Though, you know, because it, it's going to invert some points, and that's the main thing. Like that was an auto fifteen points for Iron Hands, just to kill things with desolators and other heavy weapons throughout the army, and that 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 option's gone. So. There's at least that, you know, because you, you could take the Zangor list, right? But if you played a unit or if you played an army that had 30 Desolators or 25 of them in there, that Zangor, uh, those Zangors would oh, yeah. disappear. Yeah, and absolutely. Now I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think they disappear anymore. Now, on the flip side, they will, the Zangors will disappear to a Gene Stealer cult list pretty fast, you know, so. But I, I do think brute Form, that nerf to brood Form is, I I like it because that does invert the, the secondary game by five or six points. And in a lot of cases that 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 inversion right there makes a big difference. It almost it'll make in some cases they won't even want to take brute swarm anymore. Hmm. But then then but you, you can force them into it because if you don't have a list that they can take another secondary against you, that's that's great. So I do think that it's the nerfs that are gonna help Thousand Suns and not so much the any that there were any buffs.
0: Yeah, you think everything else is essentially going to get brought down to where Thousand Suns are, so they're going to inevitably yeah, I, be able to crawl themselves up a little bit.
1: Yeah, they'll be able to crawl themselves. Up. I'm not saying Gene Steel or Cold or War Leaders. I mean, actually, I kind of did a little tier list, you know, that um, for uh, the upcoming Alamo, and you know, of course, I didn't have Thousand Suns anywhere in that that top eight, but I I, I put Demons, War Leaders, Orcs, um, Space Wolves in the in the top four. Um that that's all the train dependent, but at a you know, that tournament like Alamo that that's huge. And they're the ones that really didn't get didn't get hurt, you know, in this um this round of nerfs. So I, I honestly feel like demons are probably the top army from here to the Because Well yeah, they didn't get touched at all. Yeah. And uh, because I'm telling you right now the, the nerf to Codex Warfare was huge. And then the transhuman thing was huge. So um. Yeah, I I definitely think demons are the ones that came out on top of everything. So,
0: what do you uh? So you've got Thousand Suns, you've got Chaos Base Marines, you've got Knights, you know, and in the, the whole, and then demons in the chaos, basically the chaos super faction there. Mm-hmm. Out of all of that, what's the build you think is probably the winner coming out of this?
1: Um. Almost just demons. Any any. There's so many different combination of demons. I think you could you could run disciples. Um, a full slanesh army will, will be amazing right now. I mean, there's there's several different builds with demons, but as far as you know, I think there are some some tournament layouts. Like if you have a more um, GW style layout, I do think there's a lot of play with a uh, with the chaos knight list all small chaos knights. That way, I mean, you're able to hide them and then once once you do see them, they're able to shoot they're able to to shoot just as good or better you know than like ashmelarm tanks you know, and like I said, the nerfs to indirect um on the guard side because that, that that's the big thing is that the guards indirect thing that they were doing really took a big hit on this on the banner getting nerfed I mean it still ignores philippines, but that's not what was making that banner amazing it was the ignoring all the penalties so I think chaos Knights are in a decent spot, but like, as far as um, CSM and thousand sons, I think you, you have to build a very technical list that denies that third secondary and stops primaries. Yeah, I, It's easier to do with, like, I think it's, it's easier to do with black Legion. And I think if you like, look at um, black legions, win ratio is a little bit better than the rest of CSM's win ratio. And, and that, and I mainly think that's because of the, being able to step on an objective, you know, mm-hmm. for the guys that are using Legionnaires. So and I tell you right now, for any of the CSM people out there, prior to this uh Ars of Omen, I was running I was only running like one squad of Legionnaires and I was running a Zinch one, you know, um and, and casting with them. But man, now I'm running three units of corn legionnaires and that right there that is, is right. true. I come I'm, I'm kicking myself that I haven't been running corn legionnaires um since the very beginning. But I, then again with uh armor contempt, corn legionnaires weren't as good, but now man you're talking that chain axe because of all the free it's ap4 but ap4 ap5 can you ap5 AP five? Five? yeah yeah it's it's if you're running corn you get plus yep. one strength yep and and another additional ap and that's a free icon for legionnaires so what i've been doing is um you know like my terminator sorcerer will have diabolic strength on them and throwing diabolic strength on that chain axe or mm-hmm. um the uh, aspiring champion in the squad which is a strength nine Neg four power fists, those, and there. So you, so basically, you get eight strength five, neg two chain swords. Even the the guy that I've got running around melts at strength five, neg one, because he doesn't get a chain sword. But the whole squad like slaps in melee, and corn legionaries punch way above their weight. So like that's how I've been dealing with dark angels. Is I'll take two decimators, I'll shoot, kill six or seven terminators, and then the corn uh, legionaries will go in there and finish them off. it's it's, yeah. it's, it's been crazy. You know, and that that's only a hundred five point unit for five of those guys.
0: On the so. on the cast space marine side, have you even looked into things like land raiders and and uh, I don't yeah. know, dare dare I even suggest like predators Uh because they redid the profiles on those and mm-hmm. it's been it's been unfortunate that thousand suns haven't been able to enjoy those uh the, you know the kind of the fruits there.
1: The d6 plus. C, so I yeah. do. If there is a really good, you know, of course I play Black Legion, but I actually think. Iron Warriors is probably the best CSM faction right now. I just don't think there's a lot of people playing them. But, man, a Land Raider um, with all the Iron Warrior buffs is really hard to remove because, yeah. you know, they, yeah, you know, armor Content went away. So they now they're back to getting reducing Neg, Neg 1 and Neg 2 weapons, which there is a lot of now because after armor Content went away, right, a lot of people started putting a lot of Neg 1 and Neg 2 weapons back in their list because they were worthless during armor and contempt days. But now there's a lot of people leaning into them, you know, like, um, gene stealer Colt, space Marines, like all these things. But then you, you take iron warriors reducing that AP. So you take something like a land raider that's got a two up save. And also, you know, they, like, even if you're playing against a psychic army, like gray Knights, you pop the stratagem to ignore uh, mortal wounds on a five up five up. A land raider's tough, you know, and mm-hmm. at, like with iron warriors, you, you throw 10 plague marines in there that are toughness five, reduce damage by one. And also with the Iron Warrior buffs. Or, I mean the Iron Warrior traits, pretty good. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So I think if if you if you do like Land Raiders, like I'm a big fan of Land Raiders, obviously I was pushing an Achilles earlier in the uh in the podcast, but um telling you uh, just a normal Land Raider with those D six plus two damage weapons with yeah. the Iron Warrior stratagems and, and defensive stuff, that's a that's a tough land raider.
0: Hey, you can throw two of the corn legionnaires in there, or the 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 corn, yeah, the the corn, marker corn legionnaire squads. You can you can carry two of them. It is unfortunate, you know. So I'll echo what I think uh, our friend Georg uh, has has said on multiple occasions. Like it would be great to have the chaos vehicles or even the rhinos and stuff be be set up so that they can carry a squad plus one character, because um, yes. it's always been kind of the the downside with them and. Kind of the nice thing about like your drill is that just by its sheer capacity, it just happens to carry you know a, a squad plus one or a squad plus two uh, or yeah, two it's, squads it's, yeah. plus one. But
1: because it's got a twelve, a, a yeah. twelve, and it doesn't have restrictions. Like for example, the Rhino has restrictions. You you mm-hmm. know you can't take possessed or Terminators in the Rhino, where the drill you can. So, right. Right, it it's would be real. great
0: for them to to update some of the the transport capacities on them. Maybe yeah. maybe even give the land raider some kind of assault transport rule where you can get out and assault, um, mm-hmm. or you could move, get out and assault, something like that. Yeah, it's built I mean, like that.
1: But the drop pod as well. Yeah. I actually considered the, uh, there for a short minute. I, I considered the drop pod in an, uh for Alamo because the drop pod. You know, a lot of people just automatically think, oh, it's it's once it's on the table, it's dead. But there, there's actually ways you can position that drop pod, especially at a, an event like Alamo. Mm-hmm. Where you can you, you can bring that drop pod in, and then it, it's obscurable because it's a fast attack slot. It's only got eight wounds. It's on a fly base. And it's pretty big. Yep. But If you got something like that Alamo or that ATC train, you can actually get that that drop pod hidden. And he he yeah. does mortal wounds as well. Yeah, he does. So.
0: actually, what's great is he does his mortal wounds in the movement phase. Very mm-hmm. few things do that, which can free stuff up to be able to like if you're thinking oh okay i've got you locked up in combat or something like that i can i can get stuff out of combat just by
1: doing more rooms to stuff yep yeah no there's i mean there's there's some fun stuff i mean but like i think the only way you're going to do well with a thousand suns or chaos space marines right now is you got to play a very technical game and which is which is which is hard to do unless you have the time to practice like i I i think the only way to, to make these lists work that are these technical lists you gotta you gotta put in at least three games a week because when you get into the real games you make you make one mistake and you're you're toast you know like especially like if you're you're playing thousand Suns, i mean you almost got to have i think all your spells lined out before you even go to a tournament and the, mm-hmm. the order you're going to cast in different cert- situations and then the, the the redundancies to protect your spells because i mean like if you do the warp ritual thing And you do it out of order, and you lose an undeniable spell, and all of a sudden your exalted sorcerer that ran out to do warp ritual fails a spell, and you don't have the the cabal points to get him back or to not make it undeniable. And that's why I think the cult of time one, you do the three d six cast and the warlord trait that if you roll it over Mm -hmm. nine, you're undeniable. So your whole goal is to go out there, get an undeniable warp ritual with cabal points, and then have still have enough cabal points to make sure you 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 have a successful warp time and then that's undeniable from one of your other spells, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, that's, that's a, if you can line it all out, but that's, that's so technical to make that work and not even then
0: then, it's very matchup dependent because you can Mm -hmm. even have the perfect plan and go in against, you know, just an army that you just, you didn't consider being something you'd run into even that's what i found with tournaments russell is that you can have you can have your army that is capable of winning the whole event but if you get matched up with something that is just really good into your army and you didn't consider this you didn't plan for it you didn't plan for having to be able to deal with it it can it can absolutely just kill your entire event for you just because you just you didn't have anything for it. Like you'll just get absolutely table. I mean, that happened with my Alpha Legion uh at Clutch City when I ran into the uh the Slanesh list. And it was very similar, where it was just that was one of the worst losses I think I've ever taken. Where I had I had absolutely nothing into it. I didn't even consider that I would run into something like that. And uh <laughs> when I saw what was happening on the table, it was pretty much like, yeah, no, this is uh this is going south really fast. And I, I don't have any answers for it and uh, I yeah, think the, the even, even, list. even the best prepared army you, you can run into something that that is uh just you you literally don't have a tool to handle it
1: yeah and I think that Slanesh list there's several different versions of Slanesh list I mean there's so many different builds with Slanesh um their biggest counter was I think desolator marines and because of the nerf to codex warfare and how many points those uh, desolators cost I think it that, that being removed, the amount of Desolators and Codex Warfare list builds that you're going to see out there going away only helps us on this list even more. I mean, uh, there's there's yeah. so many different ways. I mean, like, the, you know, the uh, the Harp, the Infernal tripness she has Warp Locus. Yep. So you can take uh, uh, the Greater Demon from Slynesh and out, Bello- yeah. And then you, you fill the rest of the listing with Demonettes. Or um or the uh, seekers. I mean there's there's so many different Sun builds right now. And I think with this, this the the nerfs that came in the data slate only helps that list so much more. So I mean if you've got if you got a lot of sun demons, you're in a really good spot. You grab that Infernal and Trafus with Warp locus and have fun. So
0: well maybe one of the only last things to catch up on is uh Vashtor, because uh he seemed to be a pretty big letdown. Uh at least to me, like his profiles and everything. I mean, I went ahead and ordered them anyways, because I've got yeah. a, I guess, a masochistic, uh, uh,
1: you know. <laughs> if you love chaos, street. you, you got to have models like that.
0: Like I just, yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic model, but at the end of the day, his rules are just god awful. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a holding out hope that uh, he is the harbinger of uh, Dark Mechanicus. So yeah. do you think that's coming in 10th?
1: i mean i don't know i hope so that'd be fun to get us yeah. another another chaos army out there it's been a while since you know i well, i say that what you we know outside of things that didn't exist before you know yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know i like for me I, everybody got got excited about some of the stratagems and buffs you can hand out if you can keep them alive but like again i' gonna go back to it like it's you if you want, if you like decimators, and because everybody said, like, "Oh, you can get a max of twelve shots," you know, with with the vastor rules, but like Black Legion oh, decimators are still, I think, better in there, yeah, even though the it's a random number of shots. Well, you don't get rerolls on the decimators in Black Legion. Oh, because anymore. they're
0: not core, right? Yeah, because
1: they're not core. Yeah. But okay, the Black Legion trait is just shooting the closest unit, hitting on twos. There's the uh, the the new Demon Forge, which is plus one to hit. You know, so in a lot of in a lot of cases, you can make sure your decimators, even if you advance, still hit on twos um, mm-hmm. with Black Legion, and then from turn two on, you have exploding sixes, um, which Abaddon can actually tell one of the decimators to have exploding sixes in turn one. So basically, um, my opinion, like if you, if you're enjoying Demon Engines, I still think there's a couple of legions that are just better than Vastor. Like right. there's some cool Demon Engine builds you can do with Wordbearers, Iron Hands. But it, I think you know, like, if you're running decimators, Black Legion's the way to go. I mean, I, you wait, know, wait, running... wait. Did you say Iron Hands, or did I'm you in, mean Iron Warriors? i meant Iron Warriors. <laughs> go um, I got Codex Warfare on my mind. Um, I caught that. <laughs> so, but like, you take decimators. If if you look, I've been running decimators for the last, you know, three or four years. Um, yep. Like I won when I won Warzone. Houston, I had one on the list because but then I, I it was only worth running one because you could only demon forge one yep. and back then you averaged seven mortal wounds with demon forge you're hitting on threes but re-rolling all hits and wounds but now hitting on twos exploding sixes um most in most cases i end up doing eight mortal wounds every time i shoot a decimator and then i mean there was always just a max of 12 right but with with the way black legion is with hitting on twos exploding sixes if you spike on the sixes on the hit roll there's one time i played an imperial knight player i did 15 mortal wounds with one decimator because i rolled 12 shots and then ended up with like four sixes so i got 16 hits and then on the wound roll are only got one wound but roll of one so 15 mortal wounds on a on a max of 12 shots pretty awesome so i'll I take mean, that so, any day i mean that's, that's fantastic then, and then like the rubrics, I mean, like, and that's the thing, like rubrics with uh let the galaxy burn, the flamers are D six plus two. Um, so like I'm using that Bobbreaker yeah. plate, and so I'm still because I love my thousand sons, but when you look at my army, I've got I've got rubrics, terminator source that looks like it, you know, so mixed in with my my other love, the black legion. So I mean I don't know, like D six plus two flamers on a squad of rubrics is is crazy. There's uh I was at one tournament, I played a custode player. That one squad of rubrics with flamers bikes. Um, because you know, you get the they they are core, so they get to the re-roll hits and wounds, and they also um, are benefit from internal vendetta, which is re-roll wounds. But I killed a unit of bikes, two squads of Venetari, two squads of guard, and um in Valoris in that game. And that was just with the rubrics it was amazing. So
0: that's, uh, I, I, I assume you had some save rolls go pretty pretty favorably for you on that.
1: Um, I, It was, a lot of it was positioning and terrain to keep them safe, you know. Okay. And then, you know, I was, my, my Terminator Sorcerer was putting well, schemes I, of fate on them at the same time.
0: Yeah, I was thinking more for the custodies themselves. The, the fact that all those AP2 shots are getting through, that well, you're it, eventually getting, you're getting well, stuck to fail, better. right?
1: They're Actually easier to kill than Dark Dark Angels with the Storm Shields because the Dark Angels Storm Shields is an egg two that, too, that or, or reduces it by or they get plus one of their saving throw from the storm shields. Where custodes, you know, that's putting them at a four-up involved.
0: Yeah, I found in a lot of my games, uh, especially against Colin, is uh a lot of the I'd always think, oh, well, I need to have Death X because they have such good involves, and then you realize, well, your AP two is almost perfect because it just, it mm-hmm. puts them right on their bone, and uh, it, you know, you, you never need it.
1: Well, and because of let the gallop. And who a, a unit of, uh, you know, like a, a three man unit of a uh, guard. That's actually one time I'd split, split my rubrics up. You know, I was running 10 at the time I put um, re-roll hits and wounds, which the hit didn't matter, but the wound roll. I took five at one squad of guard and five at another squad of guard. you think about it, D6 plus two, and you're you're rolling ten rubrics with flamers. If you rolled 10 ones, you still got thirty shots. And if you're re-rolling all the wounds, it's I mean it, it's they're set up perfect for killing custodes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. Well. Because I mean, you give them you give them twenty saves to make. They're gonna they're gonna make. You know, even if they make half of them, that's a dead squad.
0: Yeah. I guess the math works out for that, then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that—that's because I let the galaxy burn. Now, in the way it works, you don't get an info on those those rubrics because that's a thousand sun straight. Um, but you still have skeins of fate, and you can give them a four up info, which they they have built in because they have the markers each. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about running rubrics, um, which is better than running, you know, the uh, the book on a Legionnaire squad, is that you only have three spells you can pick from with that book on a Legionnaire squad where you get all six spells with a squad of Rubrics plus skeins of Fate. Well, so, I'll tell you what,
0: skeins of Fate is actually a sneaky spell. I've, I've won games basically just on the backs of that spell. Uh, oh, where yeah. My, where my five-man uh, Raptor squad was able to run up the board, throw a four-up inbound on it, and then from there, it just survived stuff it shouldn't have been able to
1: survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skeins of Fate is probably – at least for CSM is probably the best, one of the best spells. I mean, well, thousand sons mm-hmm. that putting a four up end bone on any unit is great. Whether you're putting it on, like I was, you know, the Achilles or you're putting it on chaos bomb. Like I saw you very be real successful putting that four up end bone on a squad of uh, five possessed. I remember me and you had a game at an rtT yeah. and I, you know, I was like, I, I had all this, stuff that I was getting ready to dump into these spawn. And then then I, w- I was going to transition on to another target. And I spent my entire turn shooting at five spawn and I still didn't kill him. <laughs> I remember looking at you going, are you kidding me? I just <laughs> shot an entire army into five spawn and didn't kill them. Cause you had yeah. super buffed those spawn.
0: Yep. The minus one to hit in the four up invuln, you know, it gets sneaky, especially when they're T five spawn, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not wounding on twos. If you, if you're using really good stuff, you're wounded on threes or even then fours. Yeah, so it, uh, it gets pretty sneaky pretty quick.
1: No, it it does. So I I, I did enjoy that game. I I yeah. think me and you had we we were like we got to play two games in tournaments like a month apart. One at a GT. Yeah, and that's where you that's actually where I got the idea, you know, to go to an Achilles, because I was trying to just build on your um the your Leviathan, Leviathan idea, because yeah. the Leviathan you had a random number of shots, you know. Yeah. So I was just
0: unite. i I actually had really, really good results with that Leviathan the 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 number of shots, you know, as much as it was random, maybe it was just luck that I would just always end up with a number of shots that was uh, good enough where you're d six into D six in terms of d six shots, d six damage, it was good enough where I actually at uh, at New Orleans that year, I had that Leviathan tank shots from two big knights um survive both till one of the n- big knights nearly kill the second big knight and then finally collapse and the knight player was just kind of like throwing his hands up like how the hell does that thing still survive you know it, it just mm-hmm. it just goes on and on and on it doesn't die um but the the melta shots were just Good enough where you're going to eventually fail a shot, and at D6 plus two, I'm event, I'm going to get a good amount of damage through. Um, and for what, like 240 points, 250 points, something like that. I mean, it's not
1: cheap, mm-hmm. but yeah,
0: it's Fine. pretty good compared to the other options you have.
1: Yep, no, it's it's great. And I mean, you know, train dependent. That that's ultimately why I ended up throwing the Achilles because I it it's just a little bit more range and almost as hard to kill. If not harder, in some cases. Well, like you know, I remember, doesn't
0: the uh, doesn't the uh, Contemptor have a uh, a Melta option where it's like four? Uh, I'm pretty sure it does. It has well, the, a, the, uh,
1: the Contemptor, I think you can get a multi Melta.
0: Yeah, yeah, which which will get you four shots per Contemptor, right?
1: Because it's two shots. I don't know, I don't per know if you can double multi Melta. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. The, well, maybe. Yeah, yeah you, can. So you'll notion, get, you can. So you get.
0: Yeah, so you'll get four shots on the multi melta. So it'll be uh 40. So it'll be 180 points for the for the contemptor at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll get four Melta shots off of it. But the key is it'll be core. So you'll get re-roll to hits uh or re-rolls, re-rolls depending on how you want to do it, uh, with your mm-hmm. um, you know, sorcerer or whoever's nearby.
1: Yeah. No, I I do think there may be be some shooting builds that are or focused more on defensive. I mean, so that's why I think banners and Warp Ritual, you know, but I'm, I'm a big fan of a uh, cult of time that, you know, that that's, yeah. I always end up back at cult of time. I, you know, I've tried duplicity out and I, well, I've tried them all out, but I, I think ultimately, you know, cult of time is my favorite. So I've been,
0: I've been toying lately with uh, going full mortal wound output and trying to see if I can make the build work where um, I mathed out that I could, I could potentially get, about 25 mortal wounds a turn wow. out of it. Uh, and that's what, that's assuming you've got other stuff. Like if I'm hitting you with cult of magic and then I'm duplicating the spell and then I'm getting off the, all the other spells in terms of smites and other damage output that they have, I can, I can get quite a bit of mortal wounds out from it. But your stuff has to be exposed, um, you know, sm- smite wise. Um you have that, you don't have to have, feel no pain, um, things, things that would shut that down, denies, you know, all those kinds of things that would be bad into like a moral wound build. Um, and then you lose all the mobility of duplicity. Um, but what I'm finding in most of my games is that I don't really need it. Um, yeah. And I actually, the funny part is I learned that off of the chaos space Marine playing, just basically taking a break from thousand suns, playing Chaos Space Marines for a bit and realizing, you know what? I actually think I can apply what I'm doing with Chaos Space Marines to Thousand Suns and actually play them a little bit more just statically, like not relying on warp time or teleports or anything like that. And I can just focus on mortal wound output and absolutely just control certain portions of the table, which are just enough to be able to control primary on objectives. And uh, the mortal wound output so far has been, uh really really good mm-hmm. so
1: yeah and then i mean and then you go you go that direction and if you build around it you can also i like using like an exalted sorcerer to try to to uh and points to using just firestorm to kill linchpin units you know I think. oh yeah oh yeah like being absolutely. able to like when you play harlequins to be able to to just snipe a, a shadow sphere with just firestorm <laughs> yeah. You know. actually
0: actually the funniest thing i found is um we have a spell called psychic stock and uh beasts of nurgle have been a big thing on demon players and i have found that psychic stock is actually a hilarious spell into psych uh, into beasts because beasts fall very specifically into the category where it's very good for psychic stock to target where i think all it is is you roll 2d6 and you just have to beat, I think, I think it's their leadership, mm-hmm. uh, that you have to beat on 2d6. And I want to say, like, beast leadership is like a seven or something like that. So you only have to roll like an eight or a nine. It's just, so like if you think of it like a nine is charge, but you kill a beast just like that off of a psychopath, it's just dead. And then yeah. if you're playing an army where they've loaded up on beast, you just okay, I'll copy the power and try it again. And I've had games where I've killed just with psychic stock, I killed like three or four beasts in a turn, just rolling, rolling hot on my, uh, on my leaderships test.
1: Yeah. It's also good against things like uh, when, when Tyranids were real big there, a lot of their stuff has low leadership. Like I've killed Carnifexes with a uh, psychic stock before. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of Yeah. Nice. I think the Carnifex leadership is like leadership six or seven. Yep. So you can yeah. really spike that one and just say, "All right, pick up that Carnifex in one spell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: So no, psychic socks fun. So, you know, against armies like, I mean, orcs, demons, um, and and tyrannids. It's a lot. Yeah. Anything that's
0: got a lot of wounds isn't a what isn't a monster or vehicle and uh, has a relatively. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. In mediocre oh, re- leadership, because right.
1: mm-hmm. you can't, you can't put it. Oh, that's monsters. right. You can't. You can't do it. What was what spell am I thinking about that you could snipe a a carnifex with? That's... Well, it's not. Is the carnifex a monster? Yeah, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, I'm he's trying, a monster. I'm trying to remember, there was something I was doing. Maybe I...
0: it's probably just the total number of mortal wounds that you deal to it is just mm-hmm. enough to kill it. I forget how many wounds they have. It's probably like 12, 14, something like that
1: mm-hmm no oh, the yeah. the uh, the carnifex is only nine mortal wounds or i mean nine wounds
0: nine wounds? Hmm.
1: yeah but i mean there was yeah. there was just a short period where there were some carnifex builds out there yeah you had to yeah you way know, to towards the end of crusher yeah, yeah. oh god because crusher. they were all running that yeah they were yeah. all running that two-up save yep. um and and having light cover or whatever so yep. that yep. so carnifex is where a real issue for me there for a little bit so because anytime you you're shooting all that neg two stuff and they still have a three up save on it on a tough tough unit like that but that's that's because i was like i said i was running cold of time and most of my spells were either being trying to be super reliable and buffing my shooting units and, and the defensive buffs but also i mean like hell of doom was it didn't matter like at that yeah. that was also the around the hell of doom time with with eldar it didn't matter how many buffs you had on them Remember, there was a. I played one game against, um, what's that guy? I, it doesn't matter who it was, but Halo Doom just chewed through an entire thing of Terminators in the center. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna survive one turn here and grab a 12. And then I figured even if they were able to kill most of my Terminators, I still had a character like right in the middle of them. He killed yeah. the Terminators and the character. Yep. And then at the end of the turn, everything was back in train where you couldn't see him. I was like, Halo Doom was no fun when it was a thing. So, I don't know. I think running up to 10th if you got demons, have fun with demons. If you don't, you know, I think there are some thousand sun builds, but I don't think you're you're going to struggle to get to a 5-1. And I mean, yeah. you're really oh, going to yeah. have to Oh yeah, for You're sure. going to have to play hard to get to a 5-1. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's it's not possible, but like yeah, when's the last time you've seen anyone win big with thousand suns outside of uh, um Europe or Australia maybe?
0: you're going to need some help yeah Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to have a situation where either the rule the the mission and the terrain favors what you're trying to do or you're going to have a list that really goes it like skews into something and then you get the favorable matchups i think that's kind of like between now and 10th edition i think that's kind of where we're at Um, Mm i'm i'm of the opinion that it's probably best to try some of the skew builds like moral wound builds and just kind of um, either that, or you play in this stuff and you just like, like we were talking about earlier. I think if you, if you take thousand Suns and you just focus on playing the primaries really well, score as best as you can on primaries and just let that kind of sort itself out. That's probably, I think 95, 90% of the, of the scenario for you to get a win um mm-hmm. outside of that that 10 percent i think is just out of your control um like yeah. if you if you end up just being you know unlucky enough to to match up against you know bad armies you're you're <laughs> there's only so much you can do
1: yeah uh, i know yeah. i honestly don't know how you you can play against an army like Sun of, of demons especially That's if they're real bad they, especially yeah. i mean if they got the right build i mean they're going to be all over you so quick that it, it's yeah. not going to matter now obviously you know your commie bolters and them being you know if they're running the heavy at list all is dust will help you some
0: so one of the things i think yeah one of the things i've been very very adamant on is the fact that thousand suns play very poorly into um hyper aggressive armies so things like custody bikers slanesh um, stuff like that. they They just generally play very badly into those armies because what we were talking about in terms of melee, you don't typically have um, very many options from a melee standpoint. And the the problem with that is that you don't get to dictate who they get into combat with and what the what the scenario what the parameters are in in terms of the combat that they go into. So, you can have you can you can make the claim and say, look, that uh, Chaos Spawn and Thousand Suns are really really good. That's great. If you are playing Custody Bikers and you just basically get to charge across the table, charge my Terminators and just absolutely wipe like seven out of my ten Terminators in just one one round of combat. That's basically the game right there because you're you're taking out the only the only thing really that I had that was durable. That could take you know, shooting, shooting hits and things like that. And uh I don't get the choice of having something like, okay, I have my buff chaos spawn with all their buffs up. I can throw the throw the stratagem out there, I can put them into you, and then I can even you know throw whatever onto you, like, you know, I think there's something where you can make them like AP4 or something, you know, dumb like that. Something where I can throw death hex on you or or make the situation essentially favorable for me. Rather than favorable for you. So if they're dictating who gets into combat with what, that's kind of along the lines of the hyper aggressive armies that have always been a problem for Thousand Sons. You you, you don't have a way to do anything about it. You, you can't defend. Well, you can't well, prepare for it. Like, I don't I don't know how to how to explain it other than, no, no, other I than mean, the fact I, that, you know
1: you've only got one set of buffs right you got your defensive buffs and it, you really always put them on one unit right so if you get if you get overwhelmed there's you know normally like if you're playing in a you know a less aggressive army you can say all right these 10 terminators are going to be their target next turn so you can put all your buffs into those 10 terminators and the rest of your army safe but if you run into a list that's hyper aggressive right you, you only have the one buff unit and i and i think this is where Maybe Thousand Suns may come out on top in 10th, you know, or get a big buff, right, because because the psychic phase is going to go away. Right. We're going to lose a lot of that stuff, right? So, I mean, look at just the, the Terminators that they previewed for for Astartes, uh, you know, T5, mm-hmm. you know, with the three wounds, I think if if we get – in a, a four-up bone. So I see a world where, you know, you don't need schemes of fate on your Terminators because your right. Terminators are going to be a four-up bone already anyway, and they're going to be T5 at three wounds. And I can also see where, um, you know, because of some of these things that we lose in the, you know, uh, uh, a complex psychic phase, maybe, where we might end up with 3 damage corpesses Imagine if corpesses were 3 damage.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I definitely see where you're going with it because at the end of the day… Um, If you take away the psychic phase, maybe that takes away the notion that you can't have the same buff on multiple units. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can have certain units that just come with certain abilities and there's no cap on the fact that, oh, well, this other unit has the same ability, so you can't have it on both, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would be really great, especially considering the fact that that's kind of one of the things they can't balance right now. Um, that I mean, with Chaos and especially Thousand Sons with psychic powers, that's been a very tough thing for them to balance. The fact that you can take cultists, we'll just take cultists as the the simplest example here. At what, 40, 50 points, 40 points a model, whatever they are right now. They're, on their own, 30 cultists are nothing. You can choose right through them with just a bunch of bolters uh, or just a bunch of basic close combat attacks throw a four-up invuln on them, throw a minus one to hit on them, and throw plus one to hit on them for, for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, cultists, that, that 40, 50-point unit or whatever you, you did per model on them, uh, becomes much more significant in the game than what they're balanced for at the point cost that they're at. And well, I think and see, that's one of the big reasons why they probably are going to be doing away with the psychic base.
1: Well, I think uh that that was a big missed hit that they could have buffed for Thousand Suns and Death Guard is cultists losing obsec, you know. I mean, like CSM cultists still have obsec, yeah. Which is big for me. It's they're fifty points for ten, by the way. So I mean always Well, they're run. trying
0: they're trying really hard to get us to use Zangors, but it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, they made the walkmail pack and they put them into all these box sets, but it's just not happening. I mean, the the Zangors have just been... It's it's weird because Death Guard at least got a model range to flesh out all these different profiles and options that they could take. Mm -hmm. Thousand Sons just got the Age of Sigmar adaptations to augment what they have and yeah. they haven't really added anything else significantly from there. The Infernal Master is cool. He, he's a mechanic, like a priest. I get it. But there's a lot more missing. I mean, we've we've got a long ways to go with Thousand Sons in their model range. Um, I'm personally not hopeful that in 10th edition that, or optimistic, I would say. I'm hopeful, but I'm not optimistic that in 10th edition, Thousand Suns will see a model range update that they deserve. Um, but uh, that's what they really need, and yeah. and they they really need to have something that really brings everything together. They need a heavy weapons team. They need to have these uh, these these beautiful models that they have in 30k that are really great brought over in some way, shape, or form. You can just bring them over as is for now, and just say, here you go. You've got the robots. You've got the Contemptors. Uh, the librarian contemptors or the the psychic contemptors Uh, Mm -hmm. you've got the the melee rubric marines uh, things like that which is like hey this is a good start you know even just doing that would be enough to just say here's a few other options that you have that can that can kind of fill out the rest of your army and then longer term they have to be thinking about stuff like how do we give thousand suns more breadth and not just your only solution is combi boulders or forge walled stuff like right oh, now stuff like the demon engines and defilers they're they're consummately bad they're awful that like their their profiles are just never in a in a place where anybody really wants to take them uh, across any Army and that barring the the soul burners right Bar, barring those right? Uh, I, I think the demon engines are just never in a position where you're excited to load up on, say, like nine Mauler fiends or nine Forge fiends or whatever. Like you can't even do that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of the problem. Like the filers, mm-hmm. are kind of all over the place. Like they don't it never really makes sense to me what those ought to be. Um, It was great that they improved all of the weapon skills and ballistic skills on them to to three up like they should have been to begin with. But the problem always tends to be is that we'll get that, but then we get all these other constraints put on where it's like, no, it should have just been a three up on what their original point costs were back in eighth edition. I, I just don't get it.
1: Well, I mean, you even take like the ability to take Forge World models, right? So to build, I think, an effective Thousand Suns army, you've got to spend a lot of CP into characters, like the scrolls and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So but how can I mean, we even
0: take Forge World stuff, right?
1: Yeah. And that's where that, that's where like contemptors, I think, and Leviathans and the Achilles are kinda hard because where do you you really want to spend the CP on that? You know, where that's where things like a decimator. Yeah. Again, doesn't doesn't have that Martial Legacy stuff or whatever it's yeah. called. And but if you're going to run something like that, I mean, then is Thousand Suns even the the list to do it with? Right. You know, so I mean, right. it, you know, it's 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 in a hard spot, but who who knows? I mean, we don't know what we don't know. Hopefully, here in a couple of months, you know, maybe maybe Thousand Suns, Psychic Mortal Wounds, or maybe something comparable to to the, <laughs> to the Brain Brugs and Tyranids, where you're tossing out two D three Mortal Wounds on a smite instead of D three Mortal. You know, who knows? i I'm, I'm hoping that they. You know, without a, a real psychic phase, that there's still something there that that makes them special. You know,
0: we'll see. We're in the same boat as Eldar and 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 uh Grey Knights and all the other armies that are very heavily psychic focused. So we'll,
1: well there's see. Always we the, the second half of the season, <laughs> you know, after <laughs> after tenth rolls, you got another six months of the ITC <laughs> season to 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 hopefully do something. Hey, I eighth mean, uh, edition. Eighth you
0: know, edition was fun. I mean, when they did the indexes at first, it was fun, and yeah. uh, you know, it was a good time where everybody was trying to feel everything out, the new rules, and I feel like that's kind of what we're headed for: is a phase of the game where a couple armies have their codex, and everybody else is just kind of figuring out the new rules and figuring out how the things work, and we go from there.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic. Likewise. So. Likewise. So. Yeah. Um, well, we have a tradition
0: on the podcast. It's uh it basically at the very end uh you know, it's just a kind of a explanation of the already known that everybody else should already know um and so we like to just say Magnus did nothing wrong.
1: No, I he didn't. He no. Did it all right. That's why, he, you know. He did. Yeah. So. Well, did it all that's right. How- that's that's why we have chaos and that's why the best. So. I mean, <laughs> It didn't, you know, you know who did something wrong? The Lion and Gilliman. That's why they got the monster in their keyword, even though they should be infantry. It's because they're really monsters, (laughs) unlike Magnus. Magnus isn't a monster. Bravo.
0: Bravo, sir.